Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the State of Florida Sports Podcast, presented by the USA Today Network. Here's your host, Tim Walters. The city of Chicago has quite the sports history. They're home to the greatest basketball player of all time and Michael Jordan, who brought the city six NBA championships. The NHL's Blackhawks also own six titles. The Cubs and White Sox each own three World Series, and the Bears have one Super Bowl championship. On July 2nd, Chicago will add another accolade to their deep sports history. NASCAR will hold its first ever Cup Series street circuit, the Grand Park 220, through the streets of the Windy City. Now granted, this race has little to do with Florida, but it's the most interesting thing going on right now and worth discussing during the doldrums of summer sports. Today, our favorite NASCAR experts, Ryan Pritt and Ken Willis of the Daytona Beach News Journal, join me to talk about what is sure to be a memorable race. Hello again, everybody. I'm Tim Walters, and thank you once again for joining me on the State of Florida Sports Podcast, powered by the USA Today Network. This podcast utilizes our Florida Sports Network of beat writers, columnists, and some special guests to bring you up to speed on the most important sports topics. Our Florida Network consists of 17 news sites that encompass the state. We encourage you to subscribe to your hometown newspaper. And of course, this podcast to help support the incredible journalism done by our talented staffs. Legendary Chicago announcer Harry Carey used to say, You can't beat fun at the old ballpark. Well, for once, maybe you can. When race cars are barreling through the narrow streets of Chicago, it sounds like a sight to behold. Let's bring in our NASCAR equivalent of Captain America and Iron Man to break down the race. Ryan, Ken, welcome back to the podcast. Well, thank you. Hey. Good to be here. All right. So before we talk about Chicago, as I mentioned in my intro, which one of you would be Iron Man and which one would be Captain America? Ryan, you go first. My God, I I can't sign either of us up for anything with the words Iron Man in it. So I think uh, I think by default, it would be Captain America for me. I can barely do 10 (laughs) pushups. I'm more of a Captain Crunch guy. Thank (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Well, we can refer to you throughout now. Uh, it's Ken Captain Crunch Willis. There we go. Actually, it's Captain, not Captain. Captain. Uh, that's true, yeah. Well, and if you remember the controversy a few years ago, he had the wrong number of stripes on his sleeve, so he actually wouldn't have been a captain. He would have been Commander, so Commander Crunch. I don't think that would have worked as well, though. Stolen Valor invades the cereal aisle. Who knew? <laughs> All right, NASCAR then, fellas. <laughs> Um, we're here today because, of course, this weekend we have a race in Chicago, which uh, is just going to be a really cool thing to see. I, I've been a Chicago Cubs fan my whole life. I've been to the city. I love the Windy City. So, uh, you know, Ken, I want to start with you, given that you've been covering NASCAR the longest. So, you know, downtown Chicago is a course that literally was not real 
it was started as a virtual simulation a couple of years ago, and then a year later they decided to make it real, and about a year ago they announced this race. So, uh, you know, tell us what it's going to be like to hold a race in, you know, one of America's most congested cities. Well, I hope they don't end up wishing they had just left it on the simulator and then left it at that. Uh, <laughs> street course is going to be something new. It's it's going to be, you know, the visuals. I mean, you know, a big chunk of this is the visuals for television. You know, the networks love that stuff. And, you know, you're going to have Grant Park and you're going to have the, you know, the Chicago River, the Navy Pier. You're going to have all the great visuals, the Sears Tower, Willis Tower, whatever it's called these days. And um, but the actual racing, you know, we're, we'll see. I mean, the fear is that this is a not your normal road course where they have runoff areas. You know, if they spin or get off, get loose, they can get off the track into these runoff areas and then get back on the track. Not going to have that. So it might become just nothing but a bunch of caution laps. I hope not. And uh, but I mean, we'll see. But again, this, you know, we race the racing is almost secondary to what this represents you know it's them going into this major market where they've never been and at this in this uh, way before you know downtown they were in chicago land which was out in joliet what 45 minutes or so away but they raced there for several years on a speedway but but uh but this is different and we'll see and hopefully it won't be horrible how about that <laughs> Boy, is that a great way to tease a race? NASCAR. Hopefully, it won't be horrible. <laughs> All right, Ken Ryan stumbled on a new tagline. I think <laughs> for the entire industry, there. That was well done, Ken. We need to get T-shirts made up. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ryan, before I ask you the next question, you know they're going to be down by the Buckingham Fountain right there. What TV show famously opened showing that fountain in every episode? I uh, see. I'm already over for. One in Chicago trivia. I told you this wouldn't go well. Uh, I couldn't tell you. I'm not not up to date on Chicago sitcom. Oh, Ken, throw it in there. What do you got? Was it the Bob Newhart show? You know what? I have no idea. I was going to go with Married with Children. <laughs> and that's not even... See, later on in the show, we're going to have some trivia for you two. Five questions each. This was just... Uh, kind. Of, I, I thought maybe everybody knows Married with Children because it ran on TV for so long. But I guess I was incorrect. Well, oh, if your yeah. trivia contest goes as well as this tease did, it's, it's going to be a humdinger. <laughs> <laughs> My fiance right, would well, be so mad at me. She's seen every episode of that show. So uh, maybe <laughs> I should have peeked in on one or two of those then. Well, maybe I need to get Beyonce on the show. <laughs> All right. So, Ryan, how much different is a race like this as opposed to your run-of-the-mill race on a traditional track? Well, you know, just kind of building upon on what ken said there about the i think it's all about aesthetics man driving driving on the street is going to be a lot different in terms of just how it looks and i think that's that's the biggest part but not just to kind of repeat what he said if you if you want to look at another aspect of this the layout of the track um you know these guys have had a little, little bit of problems when it comes to long straightaways coming into a 90 degree turn i would say uh if you need any proof of that just rewatch the race at coda this year and wait a second yes they just threw another caution flag there i don't know how many that is now but it's a lot um that's the worry and and, and what's different for me at this track is there's what four or five of them of of long straight stretches going into stops and 90 degree right and left so that's certainly different. Usually at a road course, you think Watkins Glen, you think Coda, you'll have one of those. This track seems to be 
full of them and and like ken said with with nowhere to spin off the track kind of regather yourself and get going again i don't know it's it's going to be chaos i know kyle bush was on on record this week saying it's going to be a battle for survival and uh i I tend to uh tend to yield to him on this one yeah i mean the the way this is going to be set up ken do you think a race like this is even if you're there live is this fan friendly or is this fan unfriendly well road course racing as a fan is a is an acquired taste because aside from sonoma i and i've never been to sonoma i'm just going by what i hear and what i see on on my color tv uh, there's road courses. You you pick a spot, and uh, you're going to see a section of the track. You can't see the entire track. So, but road course racing, uh, you know, going back to Grand Prix and 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 sports cars, you know, the traditional series that that run on road courses and street courses. Their fans are different than your traditional NASCAR fan. They're there. You know, it's an event. It's a scene. They want to be there. Uh, the good news is if the racing is challenged, so to speak, um, there's plenty of other stuff to do <laughs> for the people, for the paying customers. Uh, for the TV viewers, not a lot. of Well, I guess, you know, you can always change the channel if, if you don't like what you're watching. But for the people there in person, you go to a road course race or a street race, and it's a, it's a big event, and you got other things going on. They've got like four national uh, recording acts, you know, got little concerts of going on over the weekend so i mean there's going to be plenty of stuff to do so hopefully uh whatever sliver of the track you're able to watch if you're there in person uh there you know who knows maybe you'll get lucky and you'll pick the the right sliver of track to watch yeah and you know eight miles north of where this race is going to be taking place the cubs are home that day so uh you know maybe after the race you could try and catch the end of the cubs game or vice versa so see how the timing works out speaking of wrecks yeah. Hey, the Cubs, the Cubs are only a couple of games under 500 and, and they're in the thick of things ever since the Pirates took a dump. But now the Reds are surging. So we, we don't need to talk about that. Let's keep this friendly and on NASCAR, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Ryan, have you ever been to Chicago? And if so, what are your thoughts about cars whizzing through a figure eight course that ranges along some of the famous streets there like Michigan Avenue and Lakeshore Drive? So I have a funny, uh, funny story about my w- lone trip to Chicago, most of which we uh, probably shouldn't discuss on here. But as a as a college age student, I took an Amtrak train from Charleston, West Virginia to Chicago um, to see a buddy of mine for a couple of days. And I don't know if any of you guys have ever traveled Amtrak. It's an adventure in its own right. I kind of remember more about the trip than I do the place. But, um, yeah, I've been there and it's you know it's going to be cool i mean no matter how the race goes to see these cars on the streets you know and streets as famous as these and you know one of the biggest cities in the country now um it's going to look awesome at least for a few laps so i'm looking forward to that part and of course like you said you've got the you know all the famous landmarks around that people can see and um you know skyline there Era, I think it's going to look really awesome. Now, how the race is going to go, I'm not sure, but to, but to see them there is going to be cool. Yeah, I've been up in the the uh, the what well, it used to be called the Sears Tower there, and I got to tell you, 100 it, they let you go up to the 103rd out of I think 110 floors in that building. That is just frightening to be a part of, but it was also really cool. So you know, great sights to see in Chicago. Um, 
so yeah, you're right. I, I, there's just so much to do there. And th this race, it's replacing Road America, which was a street course that took place in Wisconsin the past two seasons. So Ken, do you foresee this race happening again in Chicago in 2024? Or do they have to kind of see how this goes? Or, or how does that work? I believe there's two option years at, after this. <clears throat> and um, I mean, obviously, when you're talking Chicago, and they've been working on this for a couple of years at least, uh, there's a lot of palms, I believe, that have to get greased. Uh, they've got, what, 50-something aldermen representing uh, the different uh, neighborhoods in the city. Uh, there's a lot of constituencies that have to be made happy and just to get this one done. And now this one's going to get done, and we will see what the fallout is and just see if everybody's still happy or if, particularly in that in the, in the area of the merchants. Uh, it's a heavy business area where they're, where they're doing this. A lot of retail and some offices. A lot of people are being put out. You know, you, you know, you get when you're when you're closing off streets, and uh, you know, and you're going to be hurting businesses, and they got to make them feel okay about it. So there's a lot of people that have to be happy, but everybody doesn't have to be happy. Just to, just enough of the right people. So we'll see. And I mean, they seem to be doing all the right things. You know, going into this, they seem to be. Uh, you know, patting the proper people on the back and schmoozing in the right, you know, schmoozing corners. So we'll uh, we'll see how it turns out. And and the people they have to make happy are not necessarily, you know, NASCAR fans, you know, people that they have to make happy on a weekly basis. So, you know, there's a lot of politics involved, obviously. And Chicago politics at best is a tricky, uh, uh, a tricky situation. So we'll see how it all goes. I'm just glad I'm not having to do that Rubik's Cube of happiness. Yeah, I got to tell you, uh, I'm amazed that you might say that there's a palm greasing happening in Chicago politics. <laughs> but, you know, Ken, have they have they talked about, um, you know, like fan numbers or how many are they setting up any type of like grandstand seating or or, you know, the tourism? Are they going to be able to measure all of that so they can, uh, you know, so they can uh, convince them to have it again another year? Well, here's the good news. They they never give attendance figures. So uh, with these, there'll be temporary bleachers erected. There'll be standing areas. There'll be uh, there'll be some places where I guess people are watching from above, from office buildings or condos or what have you. Uh, they don't they don't put numbers. They never put numbers on attendance. And so we'll. I mean, I don't know what they might guesstimate this to turn out to be. And then how do you do it? I mean, there's so many people in the surrounding area. Who's who's to say who's there to watch the race and who's there to walk their dog in Grant Park. You know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess if the business owners are seeing an uptick in their sales year over year, then maybe they'll be asking for it. So maybe there's not a great way to measure it. Uh, Ryan, you know, if, if you could take a street course and put a NASCAR race anywhere in the United States, what city would you pick? No, I think it'd be great to have one at about on a Wednesday at about 5.30 on the Beltway between Baltimore and D.C., and let's just not block it off. Let's see <laughs> who can switch lanes the fastest and uh, watch them go five miles an hour. No, I I think I think San Francisco would be cool. <laughs> let's get them going downhill at about 150 <laughs> and watch them stop, try to stop at the bottom, maybe go across the Golden Gate Bridge, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but, but, you know, that's it's an interesting question, though, because if this thing is a success – What's to uh, what's to stop this from going elsewhere? You know, I, I think um, that, that's a big part of what everyone's going to be watching, too. I mean, 
NASCAR's in LA now. This puts them in Chicago. And, you know, if this ends up being a good thing, it wouldn't surprise me to see one of these pop up somewhere else too. Yeah. I mean, IndyCar did it down in Miami and they created like a man-made lake and all of that. You know, I think you, with San Francisco, you might've just, uh, described the chase scene in the movie, the rock where Nicholas Cage is chasing Sean Connery in a Humvee and the others in a uh, Lamborghini. Great chase scene in a movie, by the way. Yeah, now you're talking movies that are more in my lane. You know, the superhero, I don't know, but dumb action movies from the 90s, 80s, and 2000s, I'm all in for. And, and, oh, by the way, I think there's a street race in St. Pete, too, right? There in, is. IndyCar, yeah, yeah. IndyCar, IndyCar races on the streets in St. Pete. Uh, that's Formula One that's racing down in Miami now in the parking lot of the Dolphins Stadium, basically. And then IndyCar races in Nashville on the streets and along and along the parking area or just outside of, uh, is it Nissan Stadium where, where the Titans play? Yes, that is correct. At least for now, until their new $2.2 billion stadium gets built. Uh, yeah, so there is, I mean, there's, you know, there is street racing in, in this country. So it's not a brand new thing. Hey, let's put yeah. one on the bridges of Jacksonville and let you cover it, Tim. That would be fun. Yeah, that big uh, bridge right there, right behind. Well, TIA was just re-renamed back to Everbank Field. So that big bridge right there. I got another good one. You can go down to the Keys, do the seven-mile bridge, and then have a loop around Key West. I mean, I think that would be a lot of fun. That's a straightaway. Yeah, that seven-mile straightaway. That'd be cool. <laughs> yep, until one of them flies into the river or the uh, ocean during a crash. But all right, so uh, anyhow, Ken... Uh, just want to talk about racers real quick, and then we're going to get to our trivia about Chicago. But through 17 races, not counting the All-Star races, we've had 10 winners, and William Byron and Kyle Busch each have three victories. You've got several racers just bunched up right there, Martin Truex holding a thin lead. So, you know, a few weeks back when we talked, you said that uh, you like William Byron as perhaps the person who's been the most impressive racer thus far this season. Do you stick by that, or has someone else surged up to be the new leader of your pack there? I don't stick to anything, Tim. I, I, I would change, <laughs> I'd probably change my mind by the time we hung up. Uh, that's good. Right now, I'm... I'm going out on a limb with Martin Truex, who's probably the hottest guy out there over the last four to six weeks. I was just looking at the standings and, and thinking, my God, there's there's 10 or 12 guys who you could say, all right, this is going to be, I could see him having a real shot at the championship at the end of the year, maybe more than 10 or 12, but there's nobody, nobody's really standing out for from head to toe, you know, Truex is right now. Kyle Busch has had a pretty good run that was slightly interrupted, I guess, last night. Um, uh, Chastain is, you know, obviously on a one race winning streak. Uh, William Byron has had, you know, good run and Kyle Larson's been steady, but every, there's nobody out there really that hadn't had a little stretch where they were finishing, you know, 25th, one week, 33rd, the next. So, you know, you're just as good as your next, uh, loose, loose wheel or, or your next bobble that sends you running headlong into an inside concrete retaining wall, as Ryan Blaney did last night, which rudely interrupted, by the way, a pretty good run of uh, racing he's had over the last six weeks or so. Ah, that was very poetically put. You know, Ryan, I heard you say something in a meeting earlier today prior to us recording this podcast that I thought was interesting. You were talking about Ross Chastain and him earning like a truly good and clean victory and how if he keeps racing like this, you know, a title isn't isn't out of the realm of possibility for him. Yeah, for sure. You know, 
for all the headlines Ross makes with, with, with some of the things he's done this year, it's cost him races too. You know, Darlington comes to mind. He kind of got into Kyle Larson there and, and it may have had a race winning car. And if not, certainly had a top three car. And, you know, last night was a workmanlike effort for him. I know Ken and I touched on it in a piece you can find on, uh, on our website, obviously not a shameless plug there, but, um, yeah, it really seems to be, you know, about all that's separated him from that level is the consistency you need and, and kind of getting himself in trouble. And I thought last night was, was, was a big step for him. That was his first ever win on a, on a true oval, you know, his wins before that had come on a road course and a plate track and, um, did it with, with no, uh, I don't think he, he made anyone mad last night unless I'm forgetting about someone, Ken, but, uh, yeah, I thought that was a big sign for him and a big step in the right direction. Absolutely. All right. So with the Chicago street course race, uh, Ryan, we'll go with you first. Who do you like to win a, a course like this? See, I always, I always have to pick first and then Ken just steals my pick. If you've ever, if you've listened to our podcast, you would know that already, but that's okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll set the tone again here. Um, I, I kind of have a feeling this race is going to be chaos. I, I try to pick a winner here is tough. So, um, what I do know is it's it, it consists of right and left turns, and uh, no one's ever been here before. So all things being even, when it comes to turning both directions, I'll take AJ Allmendinger anytime. Oh my goodness! <laughs> all right, your turn, Ken. <laughs> I was sitting there. I had AJ teed up, saying, "There's no way he's going to pick AJ Allmendinger." <laughs> I told you. <laughs> oh, all right. Give me, give me, uh, give me Chase Elliott. All right. Are any of these guys from Chicago that you know of? I don't. I don't know if there has ever been outside of. Uh, I shouldn't say that. I think that uh, Fast Freddie Lorenzen back in the '60s. He, I think, he might have been a Chicago guy, as was Paul Goldsmith, who was the last man to win the race, the NASCAR race on Daytona Beach when they were on the beach and road course. And uh, he also here's some trivia for you. And he's a Chicago guy. I think he's from uh, Evanston. Is that right? That's near there. He uh, Goldsmith won the Daytona Beach race on the beach in a car and on a motorcycle. So there you go. So I think oh, he was uh, he was oh. he was from that way. But there's not a lot of uh, I'd have to look that up. That's interesting. I don't think there's a lot of Illinois drivers in general, even from the parts of Illinois where you might expect to see some you know stock car racing. Yeah, a couple other ones you may have heard of, Ken. Uh, Danica Patrick from Illinois. Yeah, I'll be darned. And as is the uh, as is the former driver of the Family Channel Ford, Ted Musgrave, an Illinois oh, native. So there you go. I thought Ted was a Wisconsin. Ted's a Wisconsin guy, I believe. Mm, not There's what Google said. <laughs> well, he might have been born in Chicago or in, in Illinois, but then his family, you know, there you got go. religion and moved to Wisconsin. All right. Well, we're learning a lot here, and now it's finally time to play Think You Know Chicago. And I have a feeling with the two of you, this ought to be an entertaining game. So I will give each one of you five questions alternating them, and simply the one with the most right answers wins. So victory comes without any real prizes, other than knowing your knowledge of Chicago is far superior to your workmate. So uh, hopefully that's good enough for you guys. You ready? And hopefully it won't be horrible. <laughs> and, and and Tim, just forewarning, if any of these are answered by Jake Arietta or the 2015 NL wildcard game, I'm hanging up. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Ryan, I'll start with you then. What county is Chicago located in? Oh, my God. I, I know nothing about this no. city. 
Uh, yeah, I have hey, no man, idea. I got, I got that one. Ken can steal it. Go ahead. Cook. Correct. It is in Cook County. I might give you extra credit, Ken. We'll keep an eye on how things go here because I make up the scoring as we go. I'm not, I'm not going to need it, Tim. Trust me. <laughs> All right. So, Ken, can you come within 10 years of the year where Chicago was incorporated as a city? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> that makes me right, right? I got that one right. <laughs> I mean, and you, hey, you were the one that you were the one on this podcast closest to being live at that point. So I would expect you to I'm have this. Go, one. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I'm going to go. Uh, I'm incorporated. I'm going to go 18. I'm going to go 1850. Oh, you are so close. It's 1833. You needed to come within 10 years. You were 17 off. Uh, they could have only got if they were too quick building that damn railroad if they'd held off a little more <laughs> all right so ryan next question's for you what event occurred in chicago in 1871 that destroyed much of the city and left more than a hundred thousand people homeless a <laughs> hundred thousand people was it a great fire that is correct. Ding, 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 ding. The Great Chicago Fire of 1871. I, didn't oh, I love a rigged contest. <laughs> All right, Ken. The name Chicago is derived from a French rendering of the indigenous Miami, Illinois word, Chicaqua, which is a wild relative of what vegetable? True. True. <laughs> No, that's not right. Uh, uh, that's hilarious. Wow. I will go with rutabaga. Ah, uh, not even close. It is an onion. Talking, not even close. Wow. How do you know? In my in my Publix, <laughs> the onions are pretty close to the rutabaga. <laughs> All right. Well, we can thank Wikipedia for that great piece of information about the indigenous Miami, Illinois word, Chicaqua. Ugh. All righty, Ryan. What Ace Ventura was looking for in the second movie. I don't know. Is that not Chicago? I don't know. Maybe off All right. there. Ryan, what Great Lake borders Chicago? <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. You think I'd know that one, wouldn't you? Um, let's see. Uh, he can't even win, win a rigged game. <laughs> I can't. Uh, Lake Michigan. No idea. Oh, maybe he can. You are correct. It is Lake Michigan. Well, I had a one in five chance, you know. All right, Ken. Oh, I'm glad I didn't say this earlier because, Ken, earlier I mentioned the Sears Tower. Do you now know the current name of the tallest building in Chicago? Well, I believe it is the Willis Tower, isn't it? That is correct. And I gave that to you because it's your name. I mean, you want to talk about rig contests. Come on. <laughs> All righty. Here we go, Ryan. Name one of Chicago's three famed deep dish pizza franchises. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> uh Uno's. <laughs> we will accept that. Pizzeria Uno is one of the three, along with Giordano's and Lou Malnati's. God, what a guess. All right, Ken. You gotta keep up here. What topping is frowned upon when it comes to a Chicago-style hot dog? Ketchup. Correct. All right. Very good. I, you've seen the same Food Channel program I have, I guess. Listen, you don't. You, you're <laughs> just you're you are uh, you. You need to be deported 
or jailed if you put ketchup on any hot dog, not just the Chicago hot dog. <laughs> strongly disagree with that, but we will continue the contest. Says the man <laughs> from West Virginia. <laughs> hey, 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 right. hey. One more question each for you, Ryan. What is the name of the baseball stadium where the Chicago Cubs play? Holy mackerel. I uh, believe that one would be uh, Wrigley Field. That is correct. All right, Ken. What's the name of the baseball stadium, and you can't say Comiskey Park, where the Chicago White Sox play? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. the. Uh, it's not City Field, is it? That's the Mets. It's, oh, Bank. Uh, is there a bank in the name? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had Comiskey teed up. I was ready, and I was going to argue that one. But uh, uh, Wilbur Wood Field. No, it rolls right off the tongue. That is guaranteed rate field. <laughs> oh, dang it. That was my next guess. But if I allow you to have your extra credit, we have a tie, Ken. And I have a tiebreaker question. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, between the Cubs, White Sox, Bulls, Bears, and Blackhawks, how many titles does the city of Chicago own? Ken, we'll start with you. Oh, well, I know about those six. I know about those three the Cubs and Blackhawks have won a few, 12, just nine, 12. Uh, the Bears, that's easy to count. Um, I will go 13. All right, Ryan, what would you say? Can I ask a question for clarification? Certainly. Are we counting? Are we counting pre-Super Bowl titles for the Bears? No, we are not. Okay. Um, and Ken said what? Uh, his guess was thirteen. Fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you, if you take the over, Ryan, you're the winner. It's nineteen titles between the Cubs, White Sox, Bulls, Bears, Blackhawks. You have six for the Bulls, six for the Blackhawks, three for the Cubs, three for the White Sox. And the one for the Bears. So there you go. I thought about being Do you guys feel any smarter now? <laughs> <laughs> I think he threw a couple uh, of WNBA titles. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, forgot about that, right? Ooh, did the Chicago Sky win a title? That I have no idea. Mm-mm, don't know. Or the All Chicago right. Fire from the USFL, right? Yep, yep. Well, you guys are at least now much smarter on Chicago. You know more about the food. You know more about the city than, than anybody you're going to talk to between today and tomorrow. So there you go. You're brilliant. Before I let you guys go, Ken, is there anything else you'd like to add about the Chicago race or anything else you'll be working on coming up? Well, I'm going to be uh, looking up some Chicago uh, recipes. And uh, <laughs> yeah, can't wait. Can't wait to fry uh, the, the fire up the air fryer for that. Uh, no, I am just, I am nothing special for me. Just the uh, same old, same old as we grind along through another Monday. All right, Ryan. And what wonders will you have for us between now and when football starts in about a month? Oh, my goodness. I shudder to think what we could do in a month, Tim. But um, no, aside from, you know, from our usual allotment of NASCAR stuff, we're we're in a big week for, uh, for our football coverage. Obviously, you should. CF about to celebrate a year since the announcement of joining the Big 12, and we're going to have a big section on Sunday, so <laughs> listen, listen to that, and you're into uh, Power 5 college football, you'll have that to look forward to from us this week. Alrighty, sounds good, and again, for everybody out there who wants to follow all of their work, you can go to the Daytona Beach News Journal's website at news-journal, 
online.com and in the pages of our USA Today Network newspapers because the NASCAR page done by these two wonderful superheroes is put in papers across the country. So, And I always love to ask this, Ken, because you never seem to know. What's your Twitter handle? <laughs> Ryan, what is it? Oh, I think God. if you just type, type my name in, you'll see me, I think. I think it's A. Willie N. J. as in New Jersey or News Journal, whichever you prefer. Should just yeah. be Willis Tower. <laughs> that's, a, that's a secret account that I keep. <laughs> All right, Commander Crunch. And how about you, Ryan? What's your Twitter handle? Mine is really easy. It's just my first initial R and my last name, Pritt, at R. Pritt. All right, and that's two T's in Pritt. Guys, it's always been fun. I appreciate it. And I think we're going to be doing this again in August as NASCAR's regular season ends with the race in Daytona. So, fellas, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for joining me. Yeah. Thanks for having us, Tim. All right, and that's going to do it for this episode of the State of Florida Sports Podcast. I'm Tim Walters, and to quote the greatest of all time, Michael Jordan, there is no I in team, but there is in win. Now, he nearly stole my favorite quote, which I say all the time on radio appearances. There's no I in team, but there is in Tim. Ponder that and join me again next time. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.